You guys know that I advocate for a whole food plant-based diet, meaning we get the bulk or the majority of our foods from whole plant foods, but we always buy foods in packages too, right? There are some things that are always coming in a box or a bag. Let's think about bread, pasta, snacks, milk or milk alternatives, frozen foods, frozen vegetables, um, maybe different kinds of yogurt or whatever. And then we have our favorite fun or convenient foods too, right? So we've got burgers and, um, oh, you know, I like my cauliflower gnocchi and things like that. So there are always things, even when we are eating the bulk of our diet from whole plant foods, there are always things that still come in packages. The packages can sometimes be super misleading. Today's episode is going to be all about marketing tricks or marketing language to watch for when it comes to packaged foods. So I hope you're ready to unpack some of these and to learn what we really should be looking for instead. Hey there, welcome to Be Well With Steph, the podcast the show for women who know that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal and who are ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a lot of coffee. I'm Steph Jenko, your holistic nutrition coach and your host, and I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a healthy lifestyle you love, a lifestyle that gives you the strength energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. The first label to watch for is low fat. I think that for the most part in my childhood, low fat was a really big thing. Maybe my teenage years, everything had a low fat diet. We were super afraid of fat. So low fat became a mark of healthy. We could look for yogurt, low fat yogurt, ice cream, low fat ice cream. They could put a low fat label on so many different foods. The catch is that some of those foods may not have been high in fat to begin with. Some of those foods may be low in fat, but high in other additives or added ingredients. That food might be low in fat, but therefore low in healthy fats too, fats that our body needs. Fats are one of our micronutrients. We need fat in our diet every day. The danger of a low fat label, in my opinion, is that that's the only piece of information it gives you. And you're gonna see in this list as we work through them today, that that's usually the issue with these marketing labels is that they're looking to grab your attention with the word low fat but not necessarily give you any information about what is in what you're eating. So low fat's the first one to watch for. Following low fat then, of course, is low carb. So many labels currently and in the past few years have low carb on them. I think the last one that I saw was tortilla shells, the low carb ones. When we see that labeling, they want us to think, oh, this is healthier because it's lower in carbs. But you and I know now, or at least I hope that you're learning, that again, carbohydrates are a macronutrient. Our body needs a lot of them. But what the low-carb label doesn't tell you is what the other nutrients are that's in the thing. And it doesn't tell you information about quality of carbohydrates. 
I'd personally rather see a label that told me about whole grains or told me about fiber. So I knew what was in what I was eating, not just what isn't. Because our body needs complex carbohydrates, we need whole grains, we need beans and starchy vegetables and all that good stuff. We need a lot of fiber in our diet. Because we need all of those things, a low carb label doesn't actually tell us anything about the product. I see this in recipes a lot too, a low carb recipe. I'm always cautious when I see a low carb recipe to say, well, what are they including then? Carbohydrates make up a lot of nutritious foods like our grains, beans, fruits, and vegetables. So if something is low in carb, that's a flag to me because I wonder what are they using instead of carbohydrates to make up the nutrients in the food? Usually it's something processed or it's really uh, high in fat or oil. A lot of times there are cheese and cream cheese type recipes. You ever see like, you know, the bell peppers with the cream cheese inside and they say this is a low carb snack. What they're not clarifying is this is a maybe high saturated fat snack or this is a low fiber snack or something like that. So we really want to be cautious about what's the intention of this label, this low carb. It might just be to reel us in and make us think it's a health food. The third thing to watch for, piggies, piggybacks, <laughs> piggybacks right off of that, and that is the keto label. <sighs> I think that keto in and of itself is an episode for a different day, but because some people have experienced some weight loss at the beginning of their keto experience, other people, when they see a keto label on a package, may automatically assume that is a health-friendly food or a weight-conscious food or something like that. In reality, what that keto label means is that this food is low in carbohydrates and high in fat. That's neither good nor bad. That's neither healthy nor unhealthy. It really depends on what are the ingredients in the food. So there are things I've eat. Um, maybe even on a regular basis. That could be marked with a keto-friendly label. That just means that that particular food is high in, in fat. So if you think about like a, um, maybe a granola bar or something like a, a snack bar that's made mostly out of nuts, that could be marked as a keto-friendly food because nuts are naturally low in carbohydrate, high in fiber, high in healthy fats. Well, I eat nuts all the time with or without the label. The label is meant to hook you in and say, if you want particular diet results, this food is a good match for you. We need to be smarter consumers than that. We also need to be smarter dieters than that. But again, that's a story for a different day. One label that really irks me is the low calorie label. So you can think about low calorie snack packs or if some bread is advertised as low calorie or maybe another type of convenience food, like a frozen dinner type food marked as low calorie. We've talked before that calories are a measurement for the unit, like a unit of measurement for the energy in food. That's what a calorie is. So when I see a package that is low calorie, that says to me, okay, this food provides less energy than maybe a different meal of similar size. That's again, neither healthy nor unhealthy. It's just an amount. It's just a measurement. So maybe a snack is marked as low calorie, 
100 calorie snack pack. It's low calorie. That's fine if I'm not really in need of energy boost at that time, or if I'm not in need of a big snack, or if I want to pair it with something else, then that's fine. But if I'm looking for my food or my snack to give me mealtime energy, to push me through the afternoon slump, any of those things, I may not want a low calorie food. Your body needs calories. That's where it gets its energy from. So you have to be really careful about what that low calorie label is doing. It's a marketing trick to make you think you're going to consume fewer calories and therefore manage your weight differently. We don't need to care so much about that. What we need to care about is, is our body getting enough fuel to do what it has to do today and to feel good doing it. Maybe that means the low calorie snack or food fits into that picture. And maybe it means our body needs more calories than that. And we have to be cautious. It also, again, doesn't give us any information about the nutritional quality or the nutrients that are in that food, just that it's low in calories. The fifth thing to watch for is not a low, but a high. Shows up all the time, and that's high protein. I kind of think, again, that it was tortilla shells that I recently saw this on as marked as high protein. There may be bread that's a high protein bread. Protein, again, is one of our macronutrients. It is really important to the healthy functioning of our body, to building our muscles, to our organ function, all that good stuff. We need protein in our diet. High protein means it has maybe more than its competitor. So if you're looking at two loaves of bread and one is marked high protein, the information that that label gives us is that one might have higher protein than the other. That's the extent of that information. Doesn't tell us about what kind of grains are in there, if they're whole or refined, if there's additional ingredients added that boost the protein, or if those proteins come from the grains also, if there's a lot of added sugar or oil or anything that might be making this more palatable than its competitor. We don't know any of that information. All we know is that it has high protein. This one makes me laugh sometimes, number six here. Number six label to watch out for, because it's all about marketing, is gluten-free. Now, I am not saying that you shouldn't look for a gluten-free label if you are allergic to or sensitive to gluten. Then, of course, you want to look for that, and you can usually find it uh, like stamped in the corner, right? You can find that gluten-free symbol if it's an allergen that you're worried about. But for most of us, most of us don't need to worry about gluten. So when somebody says, well, they're pretzels, but they're the gluten-free ones. This happened to me, and I'm not calling someone out because I don't remember who said this to me. I think it was multiple times. But someone said to me, I bought pretzels, but they're the gluten-free ones. The only information that that gives is that those pretzels don't contain gluten. Gluten is the wheat, um, the protein portion of the wheat. So those pretzels don't have that in them. To me, that doubles back and says, well, then it's a refined grain because the protein has been removed. Again, that's not intrinsically bad, but it's worth noting if I'm looking to get any sort of like nutrition out of these pretzels. If they're just a fun snack and I like them, then that's great. I do actually think that the gluten-free pretzels tend to be a little bit crispier and crunchier, a little like lighter. I really enjoy them sometimes, but them being gluten-free has nothing to do with it for me. So a lot of times we'll say they're cookies, but they're gluten-free. They're pasta, but they're gluten-free. Gluten-free is just a label that says they don't contain gluten. 
It is not a mark of any sort of health food, and it doesn't give you any other information. With the, uh, marketers include labels like this all the time, gluten-free, you know, big across the top gluten-free, because they know that a lot of us have started to put those together, that being on a reduced gluten diet is healthy for me, so if I buy a gluten-free product, I'll be healthier. The research does not support that. The research does not support avoiding gluten unless you have a specific gluten allergy or intolerance. For most of us, it's perfectly fine. You can eat whatever pretzels you want to. The last label I'll have you just be mindful of is the label for vegan or plant-based products. Of course, as a vegan and a plant-based eater, the label is really helpful when I want to know if I am avoiding animal product fully or not. So that label can be super helpful, but it is not a health label. Something being vegan or being plant-based doesn't automatically mark it as a nutritious food, as a whole food, or even as being made mostly from plant foods. A lot of times, um, a plant-based label can go on a burger, which tells me that it's free of meat. But when I check the ingredients on that label, I might find out that the majority of the ingredients list is oil. And that is what that product's made out of. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the most nutritious for my body. It may be more ethical choice. It may be still one that I align with when I buy burgers. I still look for the burgers labeled vegan or plant-based, but it is not um, a mark of health. So sometimes people will say, you know, a client might say, I made an entirely plant-based meal and I used Beyond Sausage in it. And me, of course, I'm going to applaud that. I do think that, there, that there's enough research that it could be markedly better, um, especially depending on what type of meat you would otherwise be buying, if just from your grocery store or something, that it could be markedly better for your health. And obviously, I support minimizing our animal consumption in addition to health reasons for um, ethical and environmental reasons. So I will applaud you on that. But we need to be smart consumers and know that just because it says it's plant-based doesn't necessarily mean we can count it as a serving of veggies. We still have to um, maybe check out what nutrients is this food giving me and how can I otherwise balance or support them with the rest of my meal. So if these are all the seven marketing tricks or seven label tricks that we're going to watch for, as smart consumers, what should we be looking for instead? Our choices really depend on what our goals are, the goals that we have in mind, um, and also the way that our individual body responds to food. Some people may feel better eating a higher carbohydrate diet. Some people may feel better eating a higher fat diet or a lower fat diet. That can make a difference. Some people may have weight management goals that they're working on and therefore um, having a low calorie snack that they're then going to pair with as we talk about snack pairs, having a lower calorie fun snack because they want to pair it with whole food fruits and nuts, then that's great if that helps you with understanding your portion awareness or with making your snack eating convenient, that's fine. But we need to be smart about what we're looking at and how what we're looking at is going to match the needs of our body. When I look at labels, I usually take a quick peek to make sure that there's not animal product in what I'm eating because that's important to me and my goals and my ethics. So I take a look for that. And then I also take a look at how much added sugar or added oil is in something. 
I know that those foods can be linked to inflammation in the body and that inflammation is linked to a lot of chronic diseases. So I look for an, not necessarily an absence of sugar because natural sugar is a little bit different, but I look for the um, absence of added refined sugars. I just try to keep that you know, to a minimum unless it's something really delicious that I've just decided to enjoy that day. I look for the food to be low in saturated fat and cholesterol. And there are only really a couple of plant-based sources of that. So it's usually pretty easy to avoid, but it's something that I look at. If I see that the saturated fat content on a plant-based product is really high, to me that says there must be um, coconut oil or palm oil or something that like that that's been added to this as a filler. And maybe that's a product I just then use more in moderation or I skip and I look for a different version. I also try to limit my refined grains on a regular basis because when we refine a grain, short and sweet, we're removing the fiber, removing the protein, and just leaving behind the starchy, sugary part. And that acts differently in our body. It acts more like sugar than it does like a whole grain with all those benefits. And so many of the uh, vitamins and minerals are also in the, that husk and in that protein component in the gluten. So I look to minimize my refined grains Again, that's not all the time. That's not 100% of the time. But what matters most is what we do the most. So if I'm buying bread or pasta or something that I'm going to eat in my home on a regular basis, I look for there to be whole grains. And it will say whole grain, whole wheat, whole rye, whatever it is. It'll say that in the ingredients list. So I usually check that. At a quick glance, I want my food to have whole grains. I want it to have um, a large amount of fiber because that is so good. For, we'll, we'll talk more about fiber, but fiber being so good for both helping you to be full and satisfied, but also helping your digestive health, improving your gut health, all of that. Or I try to buy as much as I can out of a package or with a package where, you know, frozen broccoli, it's in a package, but the only thing that's in there is broccoli. I try my best to buy the bulk of foods package-free and then when I am looking at a package to think, um, kind of think in general, how does this food serve my body? Is it going to help me with my goals? Is it going to make nourishing myself easier? Is it going to add something delicious to my meal to balance out new foods like beans or vegetables that I'm learning how to eat more of and enjoy? Different foods have different purposes and even foods with all these different labels on them can still have a perfectly fine place in your regular diet. It's just worth digging a little bit beyond that first label and thinking really what's in this food that I'm going to eat and how does this serve my body or help me serve my goals. Something that I do with clients on a regular basis is walk them through different foods. We take a look at what do we regularly buy at the grocery store? What store do we regularly shop at? And can we compare items and find ones that are gonna make us feel the best? Again, it's not that you can't eat the gluten-free pretzels if you think they're a little crunchier and you like them. It's that we're looking for foods that are gonna give us a rich variety of nutrients and make us feel good in the long run. So if that's ever something that you want help sorting out, making a shopping list, learning about looking at ingredient labels or comparing products in an effort to make you feel good and support your health goals, then totally reach out or book a discovery call at um, bewellwithstuff.com slash work with me. Book a call and we can kind of chat through what you're looking for, what you're working on sorting out and how I might be able to help you do that. 
Thank you so much for listening to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to BeWellWithStuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Steph everywhere you like to hang out on social media, so come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. Be well.